Hi there, we're the two Johns from EST eSafety Training. My name is John Staines. And I am John Woodley. As parents, when we bring up our children, we always work on age limits. For example, even with schools. We have primary school, we have secondary school. When we look at ages for our children, for we would say, you can go out, say, when you're 10 years old. But to prepare them for the real world of letting them outside the front door on their own, we go through numerous steps. We teach them about stranger danger, what may happen when they're out and about. Unfortunately, when it comes to the online world, we don't look at it with the same eyes. We think they're at home, they must be safe. But the age limit drops very young. We've had children as young as two and three looking at devices, searching the internet. As parents, we need to be mindful of this. As I say, when they grow up and they're old enough to go out, you actually take them to a road to teach them to cross it. You can't do that from your lounge. With the internet, you can, but you need to be involved. You can't take a back seat. And that's what it's all about for our younger children. It's important that we develop good habits for our children from the moment we first let them have a device. And even if the young person is um, perhaps four years old, one of the first things you might be up against as a parent is them wanting to play games like Minecraft and things like that. I think we can't just think that that is them playing a game. We need to be well aware the games like that are mass multiplayer games. That means that they're walking around in a world where there's real people with real ideas. And unfortunately, the child will play a game, and many of the games now involve things that cost money. So if they're playing a game like Roblox is a big one that parents talk about, well, within that, your children will want Robux, which is an in-game currency. And as a parent, you might or might not them the in-game currency a lot of parents won't let their children spend money in games however while they're playing that game we need to realize that other players might start talking to them in the game and offering them money so when we sit down with a young person they've got to understand that that can actually happen and if you're sitting there thinking well hang on a minute you're talking about a four-year-old and my four-year-old wouldn't understand that stuff then we would seriously argue are they old enough to be going online because if you're going to let them play a game that involves any form of chat whatsoever, then you need your eyes wide open to what that actually means. Yeah, so if there's chat involved, probably that is not suitable for a preschool kid, for sure. And you might sit there and think, well, my young person can't even talk. But we've sat there with groups of really young kids, four and five, and we've been quite shocked at how much they do know. So... They'll be in a game and they'll be using emojis and things like that to chat to people. And when we mention that to their parents, they say, well, I don't even think my young person would know how to do that. We've even had children of the age of five or six chatting to people in games where the parents have actually turned off the chat function. And the parents will say to us, well, there's no way that's happening. And what you'll realise is that that young person has got FaceTime on a device and they're actually chatting to someone over FaceTime. So don't ever underestimate the ability of the young person. It may surprise you. Um, going forward, we think probably one of the best sites out there at the moment to start the online journey for your children is Kids YouTube. And we've seen a lot of adverse press on this because people say, oh, on Kids YouTube, you still see bad stuff. And... You might do, but that's probably because the parent that is using Kids YouTube hasn't took the time to set up an account in a safe way because on Kids YouTube, you have three or four different levels of safety that you can gradually 
increase or restrict as time goes on. All too often, what we realise when we talk to young people is they're actually using the full version of YouTube. And no matter what way we look at it, that is not appropriate for preschool children in any way, shape or form. We'd like parents to approach this in a way where if you've got a young person, perhaps four years old, it's almost like tying a piece of rope around their waist and then holding that string and then over the next six or seven years, let the string out. And if you start talking about YouTube, you can make that happen by downloading kids YouTube. You would download that onto any device, but it's important you download it as a parent. And then you put the settings in place that you want to create an account for your young person. Let's say they're four or five years old, so you set it up appropriate for a four or five year old. As a parent, you can, with the tightest settings, you can actually make it so all they can see is educational stuff. And then give some advice to the child and let them use it. If that goes by with no problems, you could then change the settings so it then would let them search kids YouTube and see stuff, but suitable up to perhaps the age of eight and nine. And then if that's going okay, as a parent, you again go in and then change it again. I had this situation with my daughter where she was using kids YouTube and she was getting frustrated because she said that the stuff she was seeing was too babyish. And I sort of felt a bit bad actually because by then she was eight or nine years old and I hadn't updated the settings to let the rope out a little bit further. The next step for her, I guess, will be if I'm happy that she's using it right up to the top end of kids YouTube, then the decision is, do I let her have normal YouTube? So as a parent, start with kids YouTube, step through the settings as the kid is getting older, and then eventually let them onto YouTube proper. But if you've done this right, by the time they're going on YouTube, they fully understand what bad looks like. They've got a relationship with you as a parent where they can talk about it without getting told off, and you'll be perfectly okay. All too often, we start at the deep end. So a parent will perhaps mistakenly let their kids use YouTube because they're into watching perhaps, I don't know, Minecraft videos, Roblox videos, but with no oversight, that could lead into really bad online content. With my own daughter, I was aware that she was using YouTube quite a bit. And what I decided to do was actually sit down with her and ask her the question. I said, who's your favourite YouTuber? And she excitedly told me who her favourite YouTuber was. And I acted happy that she'd told me about it, although I didn't know a lot about it at all. And I said to her, I said, why is she your favourite YouTuber? And then she sat there for easily five minutes chatting excitedly about why they were a favourite YouTuber. And she was suggesting to me that they were posting content every day and there was this ongoing story. And she then said to me, she goes, Dad, why don't um, you have a look at it? You might like it. Now, as a parent, it's quite tempting to think that ain't going to happen because it's going to be really boring. But I actually sat down with my daughter and I watched a 12-minute YouTube video from a favourite YouTuber that had just been posted. And straight away, I started to understand why she was into it. And I realised there was merchandise attached to this YouTuber. And ultimately... I bought a bit of the merchandise for my young daughter and it was like I'd bought her the crown jewel. She was really, really excited. But what she now does is, on a daily basis, she gives me commentary of what's happening on this YouTube channel. And I think that's an example of what we're talking about as a parent getting down to the level of the child 
and being interested in what they're doing. Just because it's not something that we're familiar with doesn't mean that the child doesn't want to talk about it. And as we've said earlier in the week, if um, if we don't talk to them, then someone else will. As parents, it's very important that we're involved from day one of the child's internet journey. We tie that rope around their waist and we gradually release it. Like you just heard with YouTube, done at the very tightest settings, it's really, really safe. But we can't keep them there forever. We have to let the rope out as they grow, as they explore, as we would in the real world. We let them play in the front garden before we let them go to town. That's what it's all about. It's all about communication, getting involved from a very early age and nurturing our children, bringing them up to talk to us, to be involved and to keep us on board. Because if we know what they're doing by them telling us, we can keep them safe. Thank you for listening to today's podcast on the start of our journey for our children from preschool. This has been John Staines. And I'm John Woodley. And uh, please remember tomorrow there'll be a podcast talking about the transition ages to secondary school. 